Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. The son of the junks is back. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on a Saturday morning in Washington, D.C. Time to talk a little NBA and the Washington Wizards as we've got Chase Hughes with us on the BetQL guest hotline. So sports betting has come to Maryland. Do not place that first bet without checking with BetQL because BetQL analyzes every single game to find you most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Chase Hughes joins us on the BetQL guest hotline. What's going on, Chase? Not much, man. Good to be on with you. I'm just uh, wondering what the Brooklyn Nets are going to look like tonight. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the best thing about uh, the NBA is that the Wizards had that heartbreaking loss last night, but they get to step back on the court tonight from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. But, Chase, I missed that game last night, so just tell me what the hell went wrong in the second half. Well, the Blazers got uh, incredibly hot from three-point range. The Wizards came out. They were up 20 points in the first quarter. Chris Hauschwarzingis had 19 in the first half. Bradley Beal had 18. Everything was going great. The Blazers only made four threes in the first half, but then they made nine threes in the third quarter and ended up with, uh, I believe it was 17 for the night. Anthony Simons had nine threes all by himself. So it became this thing where they just started making threes and then, the Wizards called timeouts and tried to key in on it, and then there was just nothing they could do to stop what is one of the better three-point shooting teams in the league. The Blazers are top ten across the board in all three-point shooting categories. But, of course, there were some wide-open threes in transition that I'm sure the Wizards would like to have back, but basically that's what it came down to. It's just their three-point defense. Now, would you put some blame on the coaching staff at all for this terrible display that they had in the second half, giving up 39 in the third, 34 in the fourth, and Simmons was hitting three-pointers left and right? I saw a few people on social media upset with Wes Unsell Jr. for not calling more timeouts to stop the Trailblazers' run. How would you evaluate the head coach's performance last night? Well, that question makes me think of what Kyle Kuzma said last night, which was, we didn't know our personnel. Um, he, He thought that Uh, Some guys just weren't defended the way that they should be based on what they can do well. And I think he probably was referring to Anthony Simons getting open a few too many times on the perimeter, although he made some tough contested shots. And also guys like Trenton Watford going off for 21 points. Josh Hart has traditionally been a a really good NBA player, but you know he only averages about nine points a game this year. He went off for 20-plus points. So I think it was the Wizards not recognizing what their opponents did well. And, you know, reading between the lines there, you could wonder what that means for Wes Unsell Jr. and his staff. But um, the way I saw it was they were just a little bit late getting to their uh, closeouts. It wasn't like, you know, they were leaving the wrong guys open. Um, But maybe if Kyle Kuzma explained that a little bit more, he he would – uh, he would have some thoughts, of course, but in, in my, my read was just that the Blazers got hot and the Wizards, um, you know, maybe just weren't as focused as they should be in transition and they let some guys get open. Joined by Chase Hughes on the BetQL Gas Hotline covering the Washington Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. The Wiz right now 12-11 and 11 at home, 24-27 and 27 as their full record outside of, uh, what are they, outside of the play-in game right now currently in the NBA. And they were really playing well as of late. Uh, you know, but they're in this weird position here, Will. 
where they're not going to tank, right? I, I just think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Chase, but Chase, uh, Ted Leonsis is not going to tank. And currently the Wizards are the nine seed. And so at this position, you're not going to sit back and do nothing at the trade deadline. So I do expect them to make one more move, and I think it would be trading one of the three point guards, Monte Morris, Kendrick Nunn, or DeLon Wright. What do you think? Do the Wiz make another move? I do think they make another move, and now that they've won six straight recently and they're getting healthy and they are in the play-in picture right now, I would expect them to add something. A couple weeks ago, I, I thought it was more possible that they, they could become sellers because they had, uh, you know, they obviously had, had lost 10 straight games and they were struggling um, after that a little bit. But they've turned things around uh, ever since they um, put Daniel Gafford in the starting lineup and have had him and Kristaps Porzingis in sort of the two-big lineup. They've played much better, and they've gotten healthier. So I think they're within striking range of the playoffs. And as far as who would get traded, I don't know about the point guards. I mean, maybe that's possible. I think Will Barton is, is certainly going to be a name to watch. You know, He's been in trade rumors. He's a unrestricted free agent after this year and a veteran who might interest another team. Um, but I, I think they, they're looking forward, and, and I think they, they recognize that when they're healthy, they're pretty good and that maybe they could um, – make the playoffs this year. And, you know, the schedule in the second half of the year, we're already seeing the benefits of them playing a much easier schedule in the second half. Right at the midway point of the season, they had played, uh, I think it was the third most difficult schedule, and they had the easiest schedule remaining. And they keep catching these teams at good times. Like they caught the Pelicans in the middle of a 10-game losing streak. And earlier when I mentioned the Brooklyn Nets, they're going to play the Nets tonight. They're without Kevin Durant. And what I meant by I want to see what they look like is because Kyrie Irving requested a trade and said, basically, trade me or I'm leaving in free agency in the summer. So I'm wondering if he's going to play. Ben Simmons is questionable. And they've had this sort of soft spot in their schedule, and they're taking advantage of it. And I think it's going to continue to be a soft spot in their schedule moving forward. One of the bright spots for the Washington Wizards over the last few weeks has been the play of Denny Turbo Avdia, and uh, it's it's been fun to watch him uh, excel in pl- in more minutes here since the trade from Rui Hashimura. I feel like Tommy Shepard, you know, mentioning him in the trade uh, was a big uh, boost to his confidence, his inner confidence in himself, and I think that's what we're seeing. But also, you know, I think it's the confidence his teammates have around him. What have you noticed from his relationship with Kristaps Porzingis? Because the two have kind of talked in the social media about how much they enjoy each other, and I just think that's so awesome man yeah they get along really really well um you know they're both players from overseas they both played uh in in europe and porzingis has really taken him under his wing uh, as i understand not only on the court but off the court you know helping him continue to adjust to the nba life um denny obvia is interesting because like christoph porzingis he turned pro as a teenager and he was he was playing professionally for several years before he came to the NBA. Um, but it's still a pretty big culture shock, and Denny Abdi is still very young. He turned 22 just a few weeks ago. Um, Porzingis has been around longer, and he's been through some pretty interesting situations, you know, playing in New York, being the star for the Knicks, um, getting traded, getting traded again. He's played for multiple organizations. So I think he's got a lot of experience to impart. And both guys are just a very down-to-earth, um, you know, just fun-loving people to be around. So I think they have similar personalities, and they're just nice people to deal with, you know, from my perspective. So I think it's just <clears throat> two guys that have pretty similar personalities and different stages of their careers uh, who have become pretty good friends. Joined by Chase Hughes on the BetQL Guest Hotline talking Washington Wizards and NBA. Follow Chase on social media at Chase Hughes NBCS. Are you excited 
for the NBA All-Star Game, the All-Star festivities, is there anything that you've thought of that the NBA could do to improve the skills competition or the dunk contest? Because I think back to when I was a kid, this used to be like my favorite weekend in the world, and now it's just kind of blah. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, unfortunately, it looks like there will be no Wizards representatives. Um, they didn't get any All-Stars uh, or anyone in the dunk contest. There's only four players in the dunk contest now. So I thought Daniel Gafford had a chance, but um, okay. it's just really difficult to get in the dunk contest. And they're bringing guys up from the G League now, Mac McClung. That would be the one thing I'm looking forward to the most, I think, is Mac McClung. Of course, from Virginia, played at Georgetown. Um, yeah, he's in the G League. They brought him up for the dunk contest. So I think that's going to be fun to watch. Um, in terms of the skills competition or dunk contest, um, you know, that's a, that's a good question. I, I would say more dunkers. Um, that would be the way I would change it. You, there used to be, I think, six or eight guys, and it used to be a pretty good showcase for young players. I think someone like Daniel Gafford should be in the dunk contest. Like four spots is far too little. I, I understand it's not you know, the same competition that it used to be, but maybe if there's more players in the dunk contest, then there would be more creativity because you'd have more chances at dunks and maybe you could make it more rapid fire or have fewer dunks per player and and maybe find something positive out of that so that would be my one change is just add more players chase what about the thing they're doing this year with they're having uh lebron and Giannis? i think it is they're going to draft their their team like right before the game instead of i guess a week before yeah, I mean, I, I I like the national TV event. It was cool, but I think this takes it to another level. Like, um, you know, there's always going to be storylines in the NBA uh, that are going to be interesting to see, like, play out in that scenario. You know, we've had in the past, like, will LeBron pick Kyrie? Uh, will Kevin Durant pick Russell Westbrook? And players who were ex-teammates and, you know, supposedly had beef. Um, I don't know what the storylines this year will be. In that regard, but you can just see the potential moving forward of two guys who who everyone thinks hates each other. Uh, you know, is, is one guy going to pick the other? Um, after last night, I wish Austin Rivers and Mo Bamba were in that situation because I don't know if you saw that fight, oh, yeah. uh, but that was a that was a pretty crazy one. Um, yeah. Mo Bamba left the bench to come after Austin Rivers. Uh, I know, and then Austin Rivers hefty suspensions. And then Rivers took a shot at him on on Instagram saying he's just famous because of an old rap song. I love the pettiness of the NBA. Hey, Chase, we got to run here. Thanks so much for joining the show, dude. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Yep, follow Chase on social media at Chase Hughes NBCS, Wizards and NBA for NBC Sports Washington. Regular guest on 106.7 The Fan, 980 and 910 The Fan in Richmond, Virginia when he joins AWOD Radio Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Final segment here before I hand it off to a little play-by-play for Virginia Tech as the Hokies from the Castle Coliseum in Blacksburg, Virginia, are hosting the number six-ranked UVA Cavaliers. If you missed it, at 10 a.m. I was joined by Gene Wong from the Washington Post to preview that game, and we went around the ACC and college basketball as well. If you missed that, you can rewind on the Odyssey app or check out the podcast. Right now, though, I I do want to apologize to the HTTR audience members, those who believe Washington can do no wrong, right, that this franchise is always right. Danny Boy is a good kid, and he hasn't ruined the greatest franchise in the history of sports, right? 
I get it. I woke up a little cranky today, and I do this every offseason. I just start thinking that all our guys suck because I get so upset seeing all these other teams that aren't perfect make playoff runs, and it's so upsetting that Washington actually defeated the NFC champ Philadelphia Eagles. So I get upset, all right? I don't like watching other teams have success, and then I start thinking, I'll never be able to celebrate my football team. I'm 30 years old now. Never once have I celebrated a championship or anything close to that. So I start thinking all our guys are overrated and we're going nowhere. I do this every single offseason. I give up on the squad. And then training camp will hit and preseason. And I'll be like, oh, 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 I'm 100% back in on Washington. We can win the Super Bowl. I know. I'm so hot and cold. I do this every single year. But right now, there's nothing, nothing to get me excited about the Commanders for next season. I saw Yahoo Sports put out an article, seven pending free agents the Commanders need to re-sign. I completely disagree. They had Taylor Heineke. I'm fine with letting him go. Maybe that's just me, but I'm done with him. How about Deron Payne? I think you have to let him walk. Why? You drafted Fedarian Mathis for that reason. If you don't trust your draft process, fine. Then you already have screwed up in the first place. You'd have to pay Deron Payne, but a good organization would move on from a guy because, hello, he played above his value this year. He's going to get overpaid. Let him go and go with Mathis. Appreciate everybody listening to the show. If you want to support me during the week, download the Odyssey app today for free and search 910 The Fan. That's 910 The Fan. You can hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. See you next Saturday on The Fan.